glory to God. I said glory to God. We come to give him praise tonight. We come to worship him tonight. We come to enter into his throne room tonight. I want you to understand that the Spirit of God is here tonight. And he's going to translate us into his divine presence. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, we're already in his presence. Amen. We never leave his presence when we're walking by faith. Tonight I'm going to be talking about developing throne room faith part two. Developing throne room faith part two. I talked about this the last time that we had an opportunity to meet. Well, I had an opportunity to teach. And I want to continue that. I was going to teach on something else, but the Lord said, finish what you started. Because I didn't get a chance to finish it. And so tonight, uh, by God's grace, we're going to finish up on this. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father God, we come to you tonight thanking you for divine grace and mercy and divine strength today. Without, Lord, we cannot experience you on the level that we need to experience you. So we come in, in worship tonight. We come to bless your name and we ask that the power of the Holy Ghost be made manifest in our lives. Give us spiritual ears to hear, spiritual eyes to see. Anoint my mouth tonight. Give me a word in season for your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now last time when we was talking along these lines, we ended up looking at King David's pursuit of God and his intense desire for the presence of God. That's where we ended. And I want to uh, pick up there in Psalm 63. King David was a worshiper. Very complicated man. One minute he's killing 200 Philistines for their foreskins. The next minute he's writing anointed psalms. Amen. That's the type of uh, mentality he had, but he was in love with God. And his pursuit of God fascinates me. And I pray to God that that same type of uh, mentality or heart would be given to me and to you tonight. Amen? Psalm 63, verse 1. O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. It's King David talking. He says in verse 2, To see thy power and thy glory, so have I seen thee in the sanctuary. That's him talking about his experience with God and his desire to know God and desire to experience God on a, on a level that God wanted him to in the old covenant. He said, my soul thirsted for thee. Have you ever been there where your soul began to thirst for God? This is where God wants us. This is where King David found himself thousands of years ago in the, under the old covenant. Let's look at Psalms 27. 
Verse 4, David talking again. David says, <clears throat> One thing have I desired of the Lord. This is a man who had access to the best that life, ha- life had to offer. He was the king of Israel. Lived in a palace. A multi-millionaire. But he says, One thing. Have I desired of the Lord? And that is what I'm going to seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now you got to hear this man's voice. This man is saying, I got everything that a natural man could want. But there's one thing that I really want. And that is the presence of God in my life. He wanted to experience God, his power, and his presence on a moment-by-moment basis. How many of you know that's the best that you can ask? You can, get, you can live on a, in a mansion, on a hill. Your bank account can be filled with thousands and millions of dollars. But if you don't have God in your life, none of that matters. This man got it. This man got it. And he passed that understanding on to his son Solomon. Solomon came to the point in his life where he experienced all the blessings of the covenant in terms of financial wealth. And he exceeded his father's wealth. He had more things than David had. But Solomon got to the point where he said that all of the things that he experienced without God was vanity. It was meaningless. It was like chasing the wind. He found that the only satisfaction for man was the presence of God. That's the only thing that's going to satisfy us is the presence of God. And his throne room, in his throne room, is where we meet him. On the level that he wants us to meet him. In spirit and in truth. The reality of God's throne room causes us to develop a passion for him. That this world cannot compare. And that's what, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. David had passion, but he did not have the spiritual access because he lived under the old covenant. I'm going to say that again. David had passion, but he did not have the spiritual access that we have because he lived under the old covenant. The new covenant provides us an access that King David, though he was passionate, did not have access to. And the church has to get a revelation, and God wants us to get a revelation, of the things that have been made available to us by way of the finished cross of Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The spiritual access that we have through him. And I don't know how long I'm going to be able to preach this tonight. 
and how far I'm going to get with this, but we'll go as far as the Lord lets us. But I pray that the Holy Ghost will paint a picture for us tonight of what the cross has done for us and the things that are available to us by way of his resurrection. Ephesians chapter 1. This is us. This is who we are. This is what we have access to. I want you to read these scriptures along with me and understand that this is your position as you sit there tonight. And it will never and can never be taken away from you because the blood of Jesus has been shed and it is an eternal blood that lives forever. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us. How many of y'all know we're already blessed? The Scripture says, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. That word all means all. There's nothing left in the spirit realm for God to bless us with. He's already blessed us with all spiritual blessings. So you and I, because we're already blessed, have now access to the blessed throne room of God. The Scripture says He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So these blessings, those they are located in the spiritual realm. Now a lot of people, they get turned off when you start talking about the spiritual realm because they don't understand that while they live here on earth in these physical bodies, we can have access to the spiritual realm all at the same time. That's a spiritual truth and a spiritual reality that the church must gain an understanding of before we can go to that next level that God wants us to go to. On a moment-by-moment basis, Pastor Al, you're there. You're right there at the throne room of God. As we were worshiping God this, uh, just a while ago, did you see yourself there? Did you see yourself surrounded by the throne? On the, by the throne? Did you see yourself in the presence of the living creatures around that throne room? The one with the, 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 uh, got, that has eyes all over its body. They're there. And they're worshiping God, and they're trying to get us to understand that we can come right alongside them in that same kind of worship. He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings and enabled us to experience this type of worship. Hallelujah. This is our portion, and God wants us to see ourselves as he sees us. Raised up together and made to sit together with him, Jesus, in heavenly places. That's our portion. And it cannot be taken away from you because the blood of Jesus is an eternal substance. Amen? Let's look at verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. So the Bible says, Jesus has made us accepted in the throne room of God. We can go there 
without shame, without doubt, without any spiritual baggage, because we're accepted there, because Jesus is accepted there, and we're in Christ. I wish somebody would say amen to that. That's good preaching right there, because when you understand that, you can begin to understand that no weapon formed against you can ever prosper. Because this is who he, what he has done and where he has placed us in Christ. So when you, read the, when you read the New Covenant, begin to understand that the passion that David had limited him. But the, but the passion that we have, because of the access that we have, we have no limits in that spirit realm. And we can experience God on a level as much as we want if we're willing to believe it and accept what the cross, the finished work of the cross has done and the resurrection power and the resurrection life that resides on the inside of you right now. I said right now. <laughs> you don't have to wait. I don't have to wait. I mean, when we get to heaven, it, it, it'll, be very, it'll be more clear. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, God sees you there right now, and he wants you in your prayer life to go there and experience him on that level. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. And this is why this is, why this is possible. But God, who is what? Rich in mercy. Bible says he's rich in mercy. In, in other words, he, he never runs out of mercy. His mercy, the Bible says, are new every morning. Hallelujah. So he's rich in mercy. That lets me know that I can have boldness to enter in because God is not looking at me in a derogatory way. He accepts me with all my failures. With all my weaknesses, with all my infirmities, he accepts me because the Bible says he's rich in mercy. Hallelujah. i got to believe that. If I don't believe that, I won't have freedom in that throne room. <laughs> I won't have freedom to understand that I can go there anytime I want. I can bind and loosen that throne room. I can lay at, at his feet and worship him just like the angels worship him. I can worship him too while I'm here on earth. Hallelujah. We can get this, man. Verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, has he quickened or has he made us alive? Somebody say I'm alive. Somebody say I'm spiritually alive. I'm not dead anymore. I've been made alive by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. I've taken off the grave clothes. Hallelujah. And I'm going to walk in the newness of the life that Jesus has bought for me. And I can go into that throne room free and unhindered. And I can worship God on the level that he wants me to worship him in spirit and in truth. Just like Jesus said I could. He said, the Father seeks such to worship him. Hallelujah. You're that person. I'm that person. We've been washed forever in the blood of Jesus. I'm happy about this tonight. Glory to God. Even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. 
So I've been made alive together with Christ. When God raised Jesus from the dead, he saw me being raised from the dead with him. Hallelujah. God has that perspective. He can see things like that. He can view you a thousand, two thousand years ago. He saw Pastor Larry being raised up together with Jesus Christ when he raised Jesus from the dead. That's how he sees you. And he sees you today. He sees you tonight high and lifted up. He sees you seated at the right hand of God with Jesus Christ. That's how he sees you. That's how he views you. Scripture says he's adopted us into the family of God, which is a legal term. Made us sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Sons and daughters are never rejected. Hallelujah. We go into the throne room anytime we want. We go in with reverence, but we go in joyfully understanding that our Heavenly Father is madly in love with us because He's madly in love with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. My God in heaven. <laughs> Scripture says in verse 6, and has raised us up together. Hallelujah. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See, that's why it matters to get born again. It, 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 it makes all the difference in the world to get to be in Christ. See, the problem is the devil and religion has had the church, for the most part, stuck in Adam. Thinking about Adam and how Adam fell and how Adam was defeated. But the Bible says that we're no longer in Adam. We've been made alive in Christ. So therefore we have a new position. Therefore we have now a new access that Adam never had. We have an access to the very throne room of God, to the very presence of God. The Bible says he's raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. So when I go to prayer, God has been giving me grace. When I go to prayer, I see myself there. I see myself surrounded by living creatures. Hallelujah. I see myself surrounded by the atmosphere of that throne room. I see the colors, hallelujah, all over that throne room. Glory to God. I see the throne of God, hallelujah, high and lifted up. Even as Isaiah said, he saw it. He saw God's throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. God gave him a grace to see that. God will give you the grace to see it. Just ask him for that grace, hallelujah. God wants you to see him as he really is. He wants you to see him as you really are in Christ so that you can worship him the way God wants you to worship in spirit and in reality. That's what truth is, right? It's reality. This is the reality that we have right now in Christ. See, when I get depressed, I begin to go to this place. And I stay there long enough where the, where the devil of depression, he, he'll get tired and he'll leave there. He can't go there with me. You see what I'm saying? He can't go into that place with me. If he does... Something bad might happen to him. The Holy Ghost might do something to him. He's not going to stay in that place very long. So this is what we have to think about. This is what God wants us to be, be believing. 
when we're, when we're understanding the throne room mentality. So the scriptures verify that we have spirit access. But do we have the faith and the passion to enjoy God's almighty God in his throne room? The faith and the passion. David had the faith and the passion, but he did not have the access. We can experience that access when we release faith in these areas. Psalms 119, verse 130. Can I get that? Psalms 119, there it is. The entrance of thy words giveth light. See, what I'm preaching tonight is the word of God, right? This is the word of God. So this word gives light into the realities of the spirit realm. It gives light to the realities of who we are in Christ. It gives light to the reality of the mercy seat in heaven, the blood of Jesus, that heavenly substance, that eternal substance that's in God's throne room that God views on a moment-by-moment basis. It gives light to all of that. But when I don't have light, when I don't have spiritual light, I worship God. I can worship God, but I'm worshiping God in the dark. Does that make sense? When I don't have spiritual light, I'm worshiping Him, and I'm doing the best I can, but I'm worshiping Him in the dark. God wants to give me light. So I can see him, so I can experience him, so he can begin to release to me those things that he has prepared for me before the foundation of the world. So that I can experience Christ in everything that Christ died that I could experience. The more of God's word I understand, the more light I have to see the realities of the spirit realm. Does that make sense? So if I got light, it gives me boldness. It gives me understanding so that when I go into God's throne room, I know that I can never, ever be rejected and I can never, ever be denied. Every prayer that I release in that throne room is heard by Almighty God and God is more than willing to bless me with my petition. Glory to God. So these, these are things that God wants us to begin to recognize and understand. Colossians chapter 3, please. See, when my faith increases, and your faith is increasing tonight, I, I can feel it. When, when my faith increases, my passion for God also increases. Does that make sense? When my faith increases, my passion for God increases. See, here's something we need to do. We need to start asking God. If you don't have no passion, ask God for passion. He'll give it to you. He is more than willing to give it to you. See, we have to understand something. We cannot create anything, can we? God is the creator. He is the only creator. And I remember... What David did one time after he got into sin with Bathsheba, 
He went to God with humility and with repentance. And he said, God created me a clean heart. Renewing me a right spirit. He went with the right words, with the right attitude, because he knew that he couldn't do it. He couldn't give himself a a clean heart, could he? Or else he wouldn't have asked God for it. Neither can you give yourself the passion that that God wants you to have, except you ask God to give it to you by the power of his Holy Spirit. Yeah. See, this is what we have to come to the conclusion of. We are really, everything that we are without God is carnal. (laughs) We are carnal. We're born again, but part of us, man, is is infirmed and weak. That part of us that has not been touched by the Holy Ghost. And the only one who can help us in that area of weakness and infirmity is God himself. So I can't create the passion. I can ask the one who who can give me the passion for the passion, but I can't create it. I got to say, God, give me the passion to worship you. Give me the passion to serve you. Do for me what I cannot do for myself. I can't answer my own prayer. He has to answer it. But when I release that prayer to him, just like David did, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit, God says, okay, I'll do that. Same holds true with you and I. If we want the passion and God wants us to have it, ask him for it. And he'll give it to you. Amen. Amen. It's very important because without the passion... You'll give out. You'll quit. God will give you an assignment, and you'll just, man, God, I, he gave me, I heard his voice call me to that, but I thank God leave me another way. No, you just quit. You quit. You lost your passion. You lost the fire. You lost the spiritual intensity. And the only one who can give you that is God. And where you get that is at the throne, at the foot of the throne, lying on your face, understanding that without him, you can't do anything. We are the branches. He is the vine. We have to abide in him. We have to ask him for the strength to serve him. He has to give it to us. comes from nowhere else. He's the only one that can answer that prayer. You can't answer that prayer. He's the only one. Colossians chapter 3. Paul says, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. That's what we've been talking about tonight. Seeking those things which are above the throne room of God, the presence of God, the mercy seat. The angels, all of those things in that heavenly realm. God tells us to seek it. Verse 2. Well, let me read the whole verse. If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. So I got to see myself there. I see myself seeking God. I see Jesus at the right hand of God. Then he says in verse 2. Set your affections on things above, talking about the spirit realm, talking about the unseen realm, and not on things on the earth. Now, 
I wrote this down. God would not tell us to seek if we did not have the spiritual grace to participate in Holy Ghost activity. I'm going to read that again. God would not tell us to seek if we did not have the spiritual grace. All of this is by grace, by the way. We don't deserve this access. (laughs) This is because the reason we get this access is because of Jesus. See, the only reason that we have this, this divine access is because of the Lamb. Hallelujah. He gives us this access. So, seek. We do not have, we, we do not, God would not tell us to seek if we did not have the spiritual grace to participate in Holy Ghost activity. So, God's given us grace to participate in Holy Ghost activity, Holy Ghost worship. Throne room worship, throne room praise, throne room passion. These things are ours as part of our inheritance. Right now. Somebody say, well, when I get to heaven, yeah, I'll. And you will. We all will when we get to heaven. But God says there's a grace to participate now. Yeah. If, If we will only enter in. But so many things hinder us from entering in. Again, unbelief, religious traditions and things like that. I ain't about religious traditions. I'm about what the words say. If the words say I can have it, I want it, and I want to experience it because God's given me grace to experience it. Grace, unmerited favor. I can't earn it. I get it because Jesus bought it for me. Paul said, I don't want to frustrate the grace of God, and neither do I. I want to experience everything that the cross has afforded me, and part of that is to be able to worship my heavenly Father in the way that he wants me to worship him. Hebrews chapter 4, let's go there. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse... 14. Paul begins this verse as seeing, seeing. He wants us to see something. Seeing then. So the importance right there, the importance of seeing in the spirit, Paul is emphasizing it in that particular verse. He says, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. So Paul says, we need to understand something. We need to see Jesus as our great high priest. See, when you give your tithe and your offering, you need to see Jesus as your great high priest. You need to see that you're not giving your tithe and offering to a, to a man. You're giving it to Jesus Christ. You're actually placing it in his hands. And he takes that tithe and offering, and he worships the Father with that tithe and offering on our behalf. So we got to see Jesus as our great high priest. He's, he's truly our great high priest, and he lives in the heavenly realm. Amen. Verse 15. 
For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities or our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Glory to God. Verse 16, and this is what I like. Let us therefore come boldly. See, he's telling us that you can go into the throne room of God with boldness. This is participating in the spiritual activity. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace. Unmerited grace. Unmerited favor. Jesus has made the way for us. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So that is what God wants us to do. That is what he wants us to experience when we come to his throne room. We got grace and we got mercy. We got acceptance. What else do we need? God's there. We're there. The blood of Jesus is there. Now we can truly, when we're walking by faith now, enjoy God. We can truly begin to worship him. We can truly just let loose, hallelujah, and let him know that he's our everything, hallelujah. He clears up all of the clutter, hallelujah, out of our, out of our carnal mind. And he begins to minister to us in the deepest way. Some of us want our breakthrough. I want a breakthrough. Everybody want a breakthrough. You get that breakthrough in that holy place. That's where you get the breakthrough. When you, when you can see God and God begins to tell you and whisper in your ear all the things that he has done for you through Jesus Christ. He begins to infuse you with more and more and more power. He's already given us the power, but he teaches us how to use that power in that throne room. Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, and he talked to her about living water. Talking about the power of the Holy Ghost that would one day they'd be given to the believer. He said, a person can drink that water that they would never thirst. The power of God would be so made available to them that they would never need for any spiritual vitality. But one thing I began to ask God about that, and I was just honest with him. I said, Lord, I read that and I've read that for many, many years. But I find myself, Lord, not knowing how to drink. I, 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 you know, with our spiritual mind, we say, I want the water. But I really, Lord, I don't know how to drink that water. Teach me how to drink. And God is waiting for us to humble ourselves in that way. He wants us to come to him. I know you don't know how to drink. I can show you how to drink. But you find out how to drink in that spiritual realm at the throne of God. That's where Jesus can begin to train us and teach us how to turn off our natural mind and develop the mind of Christ. How to turn off the carnal man and walk in the spirit like he did when he was on the earth. How many of y'all know when Jesus was on the earth, he walked in the spirit 100% of the time? Well, in that throne room, 
when he begins to minister to you as your great high priest, he begins to minister to you the ability and the grace to do that. He begins to enlighten us concerning the spiritual realities of the spirit realm and the Holy Ghost power that we have dwelling on the inside of us. And he begins to teach us how to drink from that reservoir that's on the inside of each and every one of us, the unlimited power of God that dwells on the inside of us. So that we just ain't quoting scripture when we say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But we actually believe that and know it and the devil knows it too. Then we can do what Jesus said we can do. Tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power that the enemy possesses. This is our portion. This is how we get to walk in that power is by going to him in that secret place. That's the only way to get it. That's how Jesus maintained it. His prayer life was awesome, man. He had an awesome prayer life. He'd pray all night sometimes. Then he'd go out and do the works after he had spent time in that throne room conversing with his heavenly father in the way that God wants, which is spirit to spirit. This is our portion. And God wants us to begin to experience that in 2021. We just come out of a season of very difficult times. But God says, I'm going to use that as a training mechanism for future glory. Teaching my church how to walk by faith and not by sight. Teaching my church that though you go through a difficult time, You can always revert back to that throne room, to that spiritual place where defeat is outlawed. Defeat is outlawed in that throne room. God wants us to know that. I'm just about out of time, but I tell you, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time. I I, I want you tonight or tomorrow, whenever you get with God, to ask God, To simply give you light. To simply open your eyes to what's already ours and the access that we have to the Almighty God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Stand to your feet and let's pray. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for divine grace and mercy, divine light tonight. Holy Spirit, we worship you tonight we worship the deity of god the father the son and the holy ghost but we petition the father tonight you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you open the eyes of our understanding so that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance is in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe. We ask, Father, that that divine light be given to us in our prayer life, in our everyday life, in our walking around life. Help us to know, Lord God, that we're never, ever away from you. That we're always there with you. You're always here with us. We've been made one 
with you through Jesus. And we'll give you the glory and the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you.